another edition of the College Radar Showcase Watchlist Show. Tracking the top NFL draft prospects on the planet each and every week. Brought to you by the NFL Draft Bible. Broadcasting around the globe. With your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the R.I.C. Rick Saratella. We are on air. Welcome back. It's all. It's the fourth annual College Gridiron Showcase the Symposium uh, held January 6th to 10th, Addison, Texas. It's uh, episode 41. Back at it again, as always. Uh, Joe Everett and uh, getting you online with uh, host Rick Saratella. That you, Rick? That is I, Joe. I know I threw you on the spot with the cold intro. You know, can't stop, won't stop style. And, uh, you know, it is the College Gridiron Showcase Watch List Show, episode 41 here. And if you're uh, new to the show, welcome. If you're returning back, then you know how we do it. It's the best NFL draft show on the planet, God damn it! And uh, I am one of the hosts. We are broadcasting live across the nation. I am... In the vehicle, but Rick Saratella here, Joe Everett, who you just heard from, and Justin Gamble, who will be joining us any second. And I know uh, Craig Red and Jose Jefferson, the co-founders of the College Gridiron Showcase, are in a meeting, so they may or may not be able to hop on. Joe, running the switchboard for me, you let me know if they do. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go around the nation and talk about the top FBS, FCS, uh, marquee matchups and things of that nature, and I mentioned that we're doing this, you know, via the car I am, and that's due to the technology nowadays. We can do these podcasts through our phone, and if you like technology, check out my Gridiron uh, Tech blog over at SucceedInFootball.com. Our good buddy Neil Stratton there has a blog that, uh, you know, anybody who works in football, aspires to work in football, wants to know the latest trends in technology, which is what I cover. It's a great blog to check out, succeedinfootball.com. And, of course, while you're at it, check out insidetheleague.com as well for his premium services. And if you're an NFL agent listening to this show or just an industry insider, you definitely want to check out insidetheleague.com. Now, NFLDraftBible.com has some interesting things going on. Justin Gamble just released his new first one of the season for the 2018 NFL Mock Draft. It's exciting. There's some names on there, you know, that uh, are not, you know, out there in the mainstream media yet, but will be soon, and that's what we like to do, bring you the names you need to know first since 2002. Do we have Justin with us yet? I'm here. Okay, cool. So, uh, you know, let's kick it into high gear. And uh, before we do, Justin, since you are with us, we released your new mock draft this morning. Give us a little sneak peek of what people can go find on the website. Well, I mean, I didn't want to go with the usual, you know, <laughs> rigmarole that the media is spitting out. I mean, I, I went uh, with a lot of the guys that I've personally studied so far, and I went to the, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of top prospects that are quote unquote top prospects, um, and I, I, you know, it's it's the same old thing. So, a lot of the different pass rushers that I've studied, I put on there because I feel like right now there's no consensus. You know, I, I think this it's in the intro. There's not a lot of consensus. Um, 
Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I'm actually I'm really liking how this draft is shaping up to be. I think it's going to be a very solid draft. And uh, you know, here on the show, College Gridiron Showcase, DGSAllStar.com. For more information, we had over 100 NFL scouts last year, and that's what we do. We talk about prospects and could you know be in the draft, could be at the College Gridiron Showcase. Who who knows? They could wind up. Playing in the Senior Bowl or Shrine Game, we don't discriminate here. We regulate, and that's what we do. Joe Everett never leaving a stone unturned, and uh, Justin Gamble dropping the hammer on him. So let's talk about our FBS Player of the Week. We do this each and every week. Our FBS Player of the Week is brought to you by Parabolic Performance and Rehab. Check out goparabolic.com backslash NFL draft prep, and I'll be uh, working with those guys, and that's just the best combine training facility. We got the largest facility on the East Coast. I got my man Marvin Jones, our defensive coordinator from the College Gridiron Showcase, is going to be coaching with us now. And quite honestly, you know, this is my 15th year covering the draft, so if you come train at Parabolic, I'm like having another agent. In fact, I probably have more contacts than your agent. So, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a great move for you to, you know, check that out. And I'll be doing uh, tours and open houses of the facility if you want to get a hold of me. RIC at NFLDraftBible.com, but our Parabolic Performance Player of the Week at the FBS level, Joe Everett, is going to break it down. Or actually, no, Justin Gamble is going to break it down for us. What do you got for us, Justin? Come on, don't be passing off my responsibilities, bro. Uh, (laughs) This week, man, I wanted to go with the senior. You know, I wanted to keep it with the seniors, but I couldn't because a junior just had such a fantastic game that while watching uh, LSU-Auburn, we saw the big upset last week, and cornerback uh, Dante Jackson, the junior, um, called him the cheetah, all over the field, man. all over the field. About 5'11", 175, thin, thin but runs like the wind. And, I mean, not just in a straight line. Like, this dude is all over the place with you know in his mirror mirror and match his back pedal his transition he's sticky he's everywhere he had four pass breakups um against Auburn Jarrett Stidham just hated him I'm sure the very last play of the game to clinch the win he ran down the dude on a deep cross and uh made up made the pass breakup I mean that is one of the toughest routes to to cover just to turn and be able to run all the way Feel like that while still you know keeping the angle on the ball. Um, it was just a phenomenal play. Um, it showed off the instincts, the ball skills, the recovery speed. The dude is quick and fast and sticky. Um, this year already he has six passes, pass breakups. Um, and I think this week we get to see him go against Ole Miss. So you know against DK Metcalf and Brown. And Jefferson and all the you know the extremely skilled receiving core for the for the Rebels. So um, and, you know, I know this kid's getting some first round buzz right now, and I can see why. Um, really talented, extremely gifted cover man. So uh, LSU cornerback Dante Jackson, keep an eye out for him. Yeah, I was gonna say you know uh, Dante Jackson timed in the four three range by that LSU coaching staff during the spring, and you know what I was gonna say. It, it, between Dante Jackson and the wide receiver there for LSU, Justin, I mean, the, both of these guys are knocking on that first-round door. 
Absolutely. And I mean throwing Kevin Tolliver, the other the other cornerback mm-hmm. on the other side. There's some first round there's I mean in Darius Guy the LSU is pretty stacked this year. I know they're kind of a disappointment, you know, on the national stage as far as, you know, the two losses they already have, but they still have some top prospects. Okay. Oh yeah. They got wow. some athletes there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's gonna be fun to watch at um the combine because uh, they could be competing with each other for the fastest combine time. And uh, that is your FBS player of the week brought to you by gopowerbox.com. Check out gopowerbox.com backslash NFL draft prep. Now our under the radar prospect of the week comes to you via Joe Everett, who never leaves the stone unturned. And we love dropping gems on them because that's what we do here. And you can log on to the NFL draft Bible.com. And we have the index page for our scouting reports. A lot of scouting reports that Joe and Justin and myself have all compiled, but we have a new scouting report each and every day. You can check out the website, log on, and uh, it gives you a reason to come back. So, you know, check it out daily. Now, Joe always, always has a sleep report under the radar Man, there's not enough stones on the planet Earth. This guy's just turning them all upside down. But uh, our FBS player, under the radar player of the week, is brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out PremierAthleteAdvisors.com. Our good buddy Adam Seifer and Maddie Latow over there always doing great things. So uh, check them out. So who do you got for us this week, Joe? Well, I know all the listeners are familiar with the South Florida team and uh, the Bulls are on fire, uh, but I bet you a few know who leads them in rushing touchdowns and rushing yards on fewer carries than Quentin Flowers, fewer carries than Dearness Johnson, and much respect to those players. Uh, Dearness Johnson, kind of that uh, master of uh, all, or a jack of all trades, whatever, I'm butchering that, but uh, I'm bringing you guys Darius Tice the actual backup running back. Uh, He was on the team the last three years, I think just, I don't know, 700 total yards in three three whole seasons. Last season, uh, medical uh, redshirt, I believe, so he didn't even play. Uh, He shows up this year. uh, I mentioned he's leading the team in touchdowns, but uh, I I just see him as their bull. He is uh, their, their, their banger inside, and he can also take plays the distance. They list him at 210, but he's a lot more than that. And right now on the field, he is forcing those kind of business decisions for defenders that just don't want to get in his way. Um, I would have to say I think he's got a leg injury right now, so he's I don't he's questionable for the Tulane game, but he will finish out this season and just kind of out of nowhere, considering he hadn't done anything to this point. And right now, I mean, he's. If he just gets back in one game, he's going to eclipse 10 touchdowns, put himself right back on the radar. Uh, I don't know if he's a day three guy or a, or a priority free agent, but before this season, I don't think a lot of people knew who Darius Tice was, but he literally is the South Florida bull uh, of that offense because Flowers does that perimeter stuff, the the zone read, and Dearn, Ernest Johnson, he catches passes. He does a little bit of everything, but – uh, when Tice is on, on the field, the defense knows it, and they still can't stop it. So uh, that's a guy that's kind of, as a senior, kind of stuck out to me. It's like, boy, I, I have to regret and say I didn't have him on the running back rankings, but he, he's on there now. 
Yeah, and, you know, it worked out pretty conveniently for USF. You saw Marlon Mack and Higgs go on to the uh, next level, what he's doing for those Colts. And uh, USF, you know, don't sleep on the other side of the ball. They have a linebacker by the name of Augie Sanchez as well on that College Gridiron Showcase radar. So uh, USF going down low to Florida where they produce a lot, a lot of football talent now. Uh, we are going to bring you the FCS Player of the Week, and I will handle that one. And this week, FCS Player of the Week is brought to you by Defiant Fuel Water. Check out DefiantFuel.com. Defy limitations. Stay hydrated when you're driving down the Jersey Parkway like myself. And, uh, you know, Defiant Fuel always keeping us hydrated. I'm going to be needing to uh, fuel up to, to make it through to the Yankee game tonight. So, TheFindSchool.com, check them out. But the FCS Player of the Week is um, this University of Central Arkansas cornerback, Trey Smith. And uh, he goes by Tremont Smith on on the school website. But um, this guy's caught my attention now. He's got NFL size. He's about six foot one, packed on 13 pounds during the offseason. He's up to 186. And he's a playmaker. Uh, and he's gaining the attention of NFL scouts now. You know, he also returns punts. He's got a punt return for a touchdown this year, and he's been breaking off big plays. He was a high school quarterback, a dual threat. He brings a winning pedigree because, you know, his senior year high school team was not that good. They decided to turn him into a quarterback, and this guy carried him to the state playoffs. Uh, Central Arkansas, he arrives. The program is kind of down a little bit. And he has been a key cog in the turnaround. Now, I talked about his return abilities. When you see him run, he's more of a glider. Uh, he's just a long strider. And it's it's more like he's gliding like a deer. Um, but I like what he's bringing to the table. He's a, He's got a nose for the football. He's physical. He's aggressive. He helps out in the run. But more importantly, like I said, he makes plays. He's got 14 career interceptions he's a three-year starter uh, I think four interceptions this season and last week I believe he went to the house with a pick six so we've got to slow down with the 5-0 driving by some cops this is live radio and uh, they gave me a little bit of a scare there but Tremont Smith will put fear into opposing quarterbacks with his play on the field so that is your FCS Player of the Week, brought to you by DefiantSchool.com. And uh, it's the halftime part of the show where we dig into the marquee matchups. And right now um, we're going to reset because this is the Cos Gridiron Showcase Watch List Show, Episode 41, with Rick Saratella telling it like it is here, along with Joe Everett, Justin Gamble. You can catch us on NFLDraftBible.com. And the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium now in its fourth year will be held in Addison, Texas, January 6th through the 10th. Book those reservations, people. It's going to be something of an extravaganza bonanza, like I said. Uh, 30 of the 32 NFL teams last year and um, great exposure. We've got 40-plus guys on NFL rosters right now. So if you're a prospect listening into the show, uh, this uh, event works wonders for your draft stock. You can nominate yourself if you don't see yourself on the watch list. 
TGSAllStar.com. We also got a really cool documentary going on this year. Of course, the fellows will be uh, on the field with us. We have a scouting workshop. If you're interested in learning about the scouting business, you want to get some hands-on experience with that, uh, there's a, a link for that to, to register. And, you know, you'll be rubbing elbows on the field with uh, us, along with, you know, scouting some of the top prospects in the land. That's what we do here at the College Gridiron Showcase watch list. And uh, this is the podcast. So with that, we have to break down some of the marquee matchups and look ahead to this weekend. Some of the players will be keeping our eye on. And uh, first off, we'll kick it off with Justin. Let's start off with you. Which marquee matchup this week are you keeping an eye on? I mean, it's a little cliche, I guess. But we haven't really talked much about the Florida State Seminoles this year. And uh, they're going up against Louisville this weekend. Um, and like we like we talked about last week, you know, it's all about matchups. It's all about Protecting the top players and their matchups and facing other top prospects. So this week, you know, we got Lamar Jackson, Jalen Smith, the senior running back Reggie Bonifon going straight up against that Florida State defense. Erwin James, linebacker Matthew Thomas, cornerback uh, Marcus Spadden, got defensive tackle Derek Nadi, and defensive end uh, Josh Sweat. Um, just like against NC State, I'm really intrigued. Had a matchup with the with you know these guys how they're gonna match up with Lamar Jackson and that offense. Um, especially Matthew Thomas, the linebacker. I mean, he's a guy that we've discussed before that just has you know an immense athletic ceiling, but it doesn't look like he is always motivated or always together. Um, I'm interested to see how he can chase down these guys in space and you know deal with the key pass options that he's gonna see. Um, if he can stay motivated all game, let's you know what he's really going to do with this. And then the other, you know, and then we got Tavares McFadden, who's one of the top cornerbacks in the country. But uh, I'm not sure Jalen Smith is playing. I believe he is, but he is a top wide receiver prospect. Um, extremely, extremely gifted. Big guy with speed, he's vertical, and I really want to see how McFadden's going to handle him. Um, and then you know, on the Florida State offense, we got Auden Tate and Nyquan Murray. Um, I know Florida State has two of their underclassmen keepers out now. Hurry, are going to be the guys in the league. I mean, they normally are anyway. They're going to be four all the league. And then, you know, Jair Alexander for Louisville, the top corner, one of the top cornerbacks in the nation. Chucky Williams, one of the, the senior safeties. Um, how are these guys going to match up with Peyton Murray and Cam Akers, the running back? How are they going to tackle them? How are they going to, you know, keep them in check? So, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, I'm pretty excited to see this. I want to see the mental side of this whole thing. I want to see, you know, which guys give up first and give in. Uh, Lamar Jackson is just an interesting test for any offense or for any defense. And so, you know, when you get a chance to see Lamar Jackson versus any of the top prospects, you can't, you can't turn away. you got to keep this game on. So, well, you know, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, just like I was looking forward to checking out your mock draft, you had uh, Lamar Jackson in the first round with uh, going to the Buffalo Bills there. And so four quarterbacks in that first round mock. And then also Auden Tate is someone we all 
are pretty high on. But, Justin, you've actually taken it to the next level and I believe elevated them to a top five selection in your mock draft. I did, man. I did. And I don't think he's going to run in the – like, I, I don't think he's going to run on the fourth fourth, but I think he's going to run fast enough. And I think when you watch him on tape and the body control and just overall fluid athleticism, this guy is just an athletic specimen. He is number one in a NFL offense. that I'm going to be right zero percent but you know, it was a fun thing to do and it's fun to present some of the likely scenarios or screw it, unlikely scenarios but it, you know it's fun just to see uh, and pretend this early in the process alright so uh, game prediction before we shift gears uh, FSU Stymie is this Louisville offense, man. Um, some of Derwin James and Naughty and Sweat step up. I think Lamar Jackson and that offense are struggling a little bit, um, kind of to find their groove and find their rhythm. Um, yeah, and I think they can, I think they can get just enough pressure and enough, you know, they can bother Jackson. Just enough. I think, uh, Florida State takes this win at home. All right, uh, Let's get a uh, feedback there from uh, Joe Everett before we get into his marquee matchup of the week. Joe, your your thoughts on the Louisville-Florida State game and what Justin just said. Well, just the out and Tate love, it, it cut right back. I could not echo it more. I spend my, my life looking for Brandon Marshall Part 2, and I swear we found him, like this kind of weapon he could be at the NFL level. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I've got to give it to Florida State, too. I mean, there's just too many holes on this Louisville team. It is Lamar Jackson and a, a, a band of dicks here. I, I, I really don't see a lot outside. But Jair Alexander uh, is the exception. That that guy is going to be a corner at the next level, too. And just watching that matchup, I think that's the takeaway from, from this game. You're going to watch, want to watch Nooney Murray and, and Tate go against Alexander and uh, – and that secondary, but uh, yeah, I, I think the Seminoles get the best of them there. Yeah, and Alexander led the uh, nation in interceptions a couple seasons ago with eight. So uh, you know, if you like some of this game preview action and you want to get a little bit more involved with uh, prop bets and spreads and things of that nature, you know, our buddy uh, Joe Everett does the Bang the Book podcast here. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, we're also on iTunes. But the Bang the Book podcast is a fellow blog talk radio show that we want to plug right there and i'm sure they're on itunes as well so uh if you want more game analysis check them out bang the book podcast and you can find those guys on twitter as well now joe everett's going to break down his marquee matchup of the week for us here at the cosgrid on showcase watch list show and he's going to do it with the draft spin attached to it break it down for us joe I've, I've got to do it. The USC at Notre Dame uh, up north here in my state, um, and I've got to be the Sam Darnold defender guy. I, I, he's still my top passer. I know he struggled with some interceptions this year. There's some bad footage uh, thrown into coverage, forcing throws. He's making mistakes. Uh, I'm still buying up all the Darnold stock I can, and I doubt anything's changed in Cleveland and those teams that are, like, poised right now at the top of the draft. But uh, I just think there's a couple of factors that if people really want to pick it apart, like, 
One, I don't think they should be running all that zone read with him. Uh, I mean, two fumbles in that Utah first half alone just with the handle and the, uh, the give and the keep. So I, I'm, I'm calling mismanagement. That's on T. Martin, the offensive coordinator. I really think they're forcing a bit of a square peg into a round slot there. Uh, I think they should be passing more, and I think we'll see that in this game. Notre Dame really hasn't been tested. Their secondary is their weak spot, and uh, – I think still, though, brand-new offensive line is that other factor for Darnold. It's, uh, well, I think brand-new four offensive linemen and then one senior. He loses that senior and three others, two of them tackles. It's just just been a rough transition. It's been basically a new offensive line for Darnold every week. So, and I've also, they've scored 27 points or more in every single game. So it's not like the offense is totally killing them. They are still 6-1 in control of their destiny. So, uh, Darnold haters, you know, damn me now, but uh, look at it later and consider the options. This kid is still very comparable to Matt Stafford in my books. Um, I just love the way he throws on the run. They'll get it fine-tuned. And then uh, in this game, though, Ronald Jones is the other player. Uh, he's a junior, will be eligible. And then the receiver, Dante Burnett, another junior, uh, he really turned it on in that bowl game. Uh, last year, that's where he kind of just sparked the flame, and he's just carried that right into this season. I think he leads the team in every uh, receiving category right now. Uh, as I mentioned, that guard, uh, Biani Talamaya uh, Veo, um, probably butchering that, but uh, he, he tore his pec or his bicep or something, but I still think he's on the radar uh, for the NFL, maybe day three, but raw strength, nice feet, just really – Gets out there, dances, and punches guys. Uh, I think he's he's a pro lineman. And then on the other side of the ball for USC, Sam Darnold's roommate Cam Smith, uh, just another hyper ginger in the house. Uh, he just runs around, hairs on fire. Literally a coach on the field. He's got some closing speed too. So I don't I don't know if he's like a poor man's Keekly or something, but he is. He's going to be a player. And then Amon uh, Biggie Marshall, their corner, it's another junior. It's the team just led by juniors. Uh, I think he's playing a little poorer than last season. He's had some struggles out in coverage, just locating the ball, getting his head around. Um, hopefully he picks it up because I think athletically and just what he can be as a corner in that size, I think he's a better prospect defensively than a Dory Jackson. What made a Dory Jackson was that, that kick return ability that he could just, you know, turn on out of nowhere. Uh, but Marshall, he, he definitely needs to pick up his play uh, on the other side, I think you all know what Notre Dame is. They're just uh, a big, hairy, running American winning machine right now. I mean, like, that's what they do. Uh, those two linemen are pretty special. Quentin Nelson, the junior, and McGlinchey, the senior. Uh, I think they're both pro-ready, and I think McGlinchey did himself a favor staying in because he was going to be drafted in the top 50, but this way he's going to enter the league so much more seasoned. Uh, that, that's a guy I think a lot of NFL teams are just chomping at the bit to get him in their, in their camp. And then Quentin Nelson, he's just a manimal. Uh, I, I, he just, he's got re-re strength at the jungle gym, man. He throws dudes around. So I, I think he's like, I don't, you hate to say a guard is borderline first round talent, but Nelson's got some great footage out there. Um, and then the skill positions, Equinemia St. Brown guys, I, 
I always say, you know, you look for the pro- profiles that, that what these guys are similar to, and I, I, he's got a lot of AJ Green qualities to him. Uh, I think he's another borderline first-round player. I mean, he high points, he can test passes. I mean, he's an excellent route runner, and that body control, the leaping ability, the ball skills, he creates the separation. I, I love Equinemia St. Brown. It's just. We're throwing a lot of guys in the first rounder. We'll see how it shakes up at the end of the season. But, boy, he's got to be in the conversation. And uh, the last guy on offense, Josh Adams, really interesting back. I don't know where he's at with that knee. I mean, it's been an injury in his past. But he runs with power. He can spot a cutback lane. And he's such a long strider on these breakaway plays. Some of those long runs, he just uh, almost looks like he's not running at full speed because he's so tall and that gate eats up so much yards per clip. Uh, it, it's it, it's just a real interesting back to watch when he goes on those long runs. I have to say that uh, I think he'd be dynamite with the Patriots as like a day three guy. Uh, I still say they're missing Legarrette Blount. Whatever you want to say about Michael Gillis, the uh, Josh Adams in in New England might be a nice little flavor for their uh, offense. And then uh, lastly, Jerry Tillery. Uh, he's a junior as well, but I think he's on the map just because the, anybody that's six foot seven, three hundred eight pounds. I don't know if he's your prototype nose. Uh, maybe you get him over at the three tag. I'd like to see what he could do in an even front, but wherever they'll find a helmet and some pads for Jerry Tillery at the next level. Uh, he's one to watch in this game. And then uh, just for the wrap up, uh, I think Greer Martini not going to play, but Niles Morgan still going to uh, be their leading tackler. Uh, I, I really think USC is going to keep this close. Like I mentioned, uh, Notre Dame will be challenged early and often in the past. And, uh, this could be the big uh, turnaround, I think, for uh, Sam Darnold here on the road, believe it or not. Yeah, this is going to be an enticing matchup, a fun one to watch, and uh, looking forward to it as well. Uh, Justin, any thoughts there before we get to our parting shots? Yeah, add in the uh, the uh, junior safety from USC, too, Marvell Tell. Um guy that had struggles in covers last year, but, you know, it's come on this year, and he's tackling really, really well. Um, I think he'll be key to, keep, you know, stopping that long strider at running back for the Irish, Josh Adams. Um, and then, you know, I'm with Joe. I, I don't see everyone, you know, kind of jumped off the Darnold train real fast, and I acknowledge that he has flaws, and I acknowledge that he's not a but I mean, the kid still does so many things that you can't beat he does them well. Um, I know he's been called a first wonder by a lot of people. I have to that and occasionally um, it, it comes back and haunts him because he's forcing balls that he but, you know, does he look a lot like Stafford out of college? He really does. I think if people went back and kind of watched what Stafford was doing in Georgia, um, him and Darnold have a lot of that's obviously working out for Stafford right now. Um, it's something that can be improved upon. So, uh, yeah, matchup. There's a lot of talent on that USC squad, um, and I think Darnold turns it around on the road. Yeah, another one of those uh, first-round quarterbacks in your mock draft, and uh, you want more quarterback analysis, check it out, NFLDraftBible.com. And uh, a a really uh, eye-raising comment that, uh, you know, at first when I read it, it was surprising to me. But then I thought about it, and it sounds pretty accurate. But uh, you said Josh Allen has the strongest arm you've ever seen. 
And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's stronger than John Elway's, but it's uh, it's pretty high up there. So uh, so, some good hot takes there on the mock draft. And we got some hot takes coming up with our parting shots. And to kick it off for us, we're kicking it back over to Joe Everett, who you can follow on Twitter, at Joe W. Everett. Uh, What's your parting shot for us this week, Joe? Of the upset week last week, I just can't believe uh, all these teams falling. And I think once the dust settles, we get uh, to the end of the year college football playoff. We're going to have a bunch of three, uh, three one-loss teams in Alabama just sitting there again. Uh, I, I hate to be just like kind of mild sauce for my hot take, but uh, it looks like the Crimson Tide and, and, and the Misfit Island here. I mean. Uh, Clemson probably fits in if they're just still the one-loss team. Maybe Ohio State gets back in there. Penn State, do they go unscathed? I still think, uh, yeah, it, it's just uh, it's cannibalizing each other right now. And uh, that, I think, unfortunately, man, it looks like the Crimson Tide all over again. I don't see a weakness. And that backup quarterback they got, look out for him. Uh, once Hurts gets mm-hmm. out of the way, oh, man. Uh, it's just, yeah, nothing new here. Team dripping with talent. Uh, I'm calling it now, Crimson Tide. Go ahead and put your future bets in now, fellas. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that quarterback, I mean, he's like a, a second coming of Marcus Mariota. I really liked what I saw there from the spring game, and uh, he's going to be a good one. All right, parting shot from uh, Justin Gamble. You can follow him on Twitter, at Gamscout, and uh, all kinds of hot takes over there. What's your parting shot for us, Justin? I don't know if it's necessarily a parting shot, but I did just want to share something while I had the air. And it's, uh, I know we got probably, you know, Jose and everybody listening from the CGS, but uh, Craig Red, you know, and everybody. Um, but I'm over here in Denver, Colorado, and the other day I'm wearing my college gridiron showcase, just gray, you know, handout shirt to the gym. Um, and like I said, I'm all the way out here in Denver, and I didn't know, you know, how far it spread, but I had a guy randomly approach me saying, Hey, how do you? What what did you do with the college? Um, explain to him my role with it and you know, what I know and what I've done and everything. Uh, turns out this guy just knows about us because of the website. He heard about us on Twitter, um, and you know him and the guy that he's working out with are super excited. Um, you know, it's interesting how far things spread and how big. off the progress that we've made even in the one year that I've been, um, which is exciting uh, and it's motivating. So, you know, keep it up. we got to keep moving. People are, people are excited, even out here in Denver where I didn't know if they had heard it or not, but um, it's working. So um, all the work that you're doing, Rick, and Joe, it's, uh, it's awesome stuff. And, you know, I'm excited to be part of it another year. And, um, yeah, that's my shot. Yeah, well, you know, everyone all around is doing a great job helping this event grow. We doubled the amount of scouts this past year. We doubled the amount of players we put in the NFL, and we're going to keep on striving to be the most diverse platform for the all-star circuit. And we don't have a game. It's an all-star event, but we're more of an OTA-style format and a setup that really uh, is conducive to the NFL atmosphere. And, uh, you know, my parting shot is going to just touch upon – the NFL draft process as well, because as I start to begin to talk to more players and more parents 
and the draft process, you know, it's you got to remember if you're an NFL draft prospect to put your best interests first sometimes instead of always putting the team first. And you're going to say, well, what are you talking about, Rick? You got to be a team player. Yeah, you do, but at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you something that players probably don't want to hear, but your head coach doesn't care about your NFL draft process. And, you know, he tells you to stay focused on the season, worry about the agents after, worry about the all-star after, worry about the combine after. But, you know, what happens is the players take heed to this advice. They listen to their coach. They want to be a team player. And then, you know, whether you play in F- FCS playoffs, you go to a bowl game, you know, even if your season does end in November, you are putting yourself in a hole because now you have to make a lot of key decisions that are going to dictate your future. And quite honestly, you know, if you put off all these decisions and you keep waiting, then, you know, you're going to have to make all these decisions in a short amount of time. And I just, you know, want to stress to the players that, you need to start vetting agents. You need to start figuring out where you're going to train. You need to start uh, making these decisions because if you wait, then you're going to be too far behind in the process. And that's really not what you want to be doing, stressing out at that time of year. So sometimes you have to put yourself in some matters. And uh, that's my hot take or parting shot for the day. It's been another episode, the Cos Gridiron Showcase, episode 41. Shout out to Craig Red and Jose Jefferson, the co-founders of the fourth annual Cos Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. You can get more information at cgsallstar.com. We appreciate all those people that are following and and sharing and spreading the word. Uh, We can't thank you enough. Please go to iTunes, leave a comment, rate us, share us, because we should be the top-rated NFL draft show with the hard work that Justin Gamble does and Joe Everett and myself, Rick Saratella. Joe, get that button ready, baby. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. Stay tuned at NFL Draft Bible on Twitter. Of course, NFLDraftBible.com for Justin's new mock draft, new scouting reports daily. Can't stop, won't stop. You know how we get down. That's a wrap, everybody. Hit it. Back at it again. It's another edition of the Cosmo Art Showcase watch list shows. Tracking. The top NFL Draft prospects on the planet each and every week brought to you by the NFL Draft Bible Broadcasting Around the Globe with your hosts, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble, and me, the R.I.C. Rick Saratella. We are on air. Oh, yeah.